Welcome to Strong to the Finish, presented by Shoot for Life Ministries. Strong to the Finish, sharing inspirational stories of hope with the spotlight on God. Now here are your hosts, Matt Bostick and Doug Amos. Welcome to Strong to the Finish. I'm your host, Matt Bostick, brought to you by Shoot for Life Ministries. I'm here with my mentor, Mr. Doug Amos. We're going to be talking about mentors a little bit later in the program, aren't we, Matthew? I think uh, it's important. I think it's important that we explain to our listeners why we basically took a week off. We ran a a repeat of last week's show, and we did that because you had a big family moment uh, with your beautiful daughter and your family. I married off your your oldest child, and yes, uh, that had to be emotional for Absolutely. you and your wife and everybody else. Absolutely, and we've got this guest is great, the all time leading scorer in SEC history, Mister Daniel Carlson. He he is just such a super guy too. There's no doubt in my mind, Matt, that he's the best kicker uh, that I've seen at the college level in a long, long time, if ever. Uh, but when you sat down and visited with him and I was in the room and got to hear your interview, I realized that, uh, he's good because he's good because he's a good person, uh, a follower of Christ and that is foundationalized in good, in good things. You know, I wasn't surprised to hear how humble he was, um, on the phone at all. I just, just talking to him, uh, just reminded me that he is laser focused off the field, which I think makes him even more important on the field. So yeah, I can't wait for him to hear it. And uh, we, we got him, or you got him as a guest because of his relationship with uh, the former Auburn punter, All-American punter, Stephen Clark. And uh, their their relationship was certainly uh, molded at Auburn, but in a good, positive way. Yep. And those two guys, uh, man, they're, they're special to – to talk to off the field. Um, it's really neat to follow them. So I think they're going to love this segment. We're going to get into a segment here momentarily prior to your interview with Daniel Carlson. But how important is it? You were an athlete. Uh, you know, I've been in athletics all my life, uh, been a Christian now for almost 20 years. How important is it, do you f- feel, to have a mentor? to have somebody to, to look up to, to model your life after. I think Jesus, when he walked this earth, uh, and God, when he when He sent Jesus to us, had mentorship in mind. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've been out of college sports for, for 20-some years now, and I still, even this last seven days, have talked to my college coach two times still. Um, he was a pallbearer at my mom's funeral, uh, he's been a mentor to me. He's now the, the chaplain for all the NBA teams and Division One coaches in the United States in basketball, and I keep him close to my hip. I call him, and, and it's, it's, it's very important. Why don't we talk about that some in our next segment? Let's do it. Uh, that will come your way right after this timeout on Strong to the Finish. Remember, later in the program, Matt sits down and visits with Daniel Carlson, the all-time leading scorer in the Southeastern Conference. I know I can uh, speak to this, Matt, in our opening. We'll touch on this in the close, too. But this show is sponsored by Shoot for Life Ministries. How do our listeners get in touch with you to get more information about that foundation, about that ministry? Yep, sflministries.org. 
and they can go there or email me at matt at sflministries.org and uh, look up anything you'd like to know about Shoot for Life. Give us the 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 acronym again that, that you go by, that you live by with Shoot for Life. Yeah, so we, we do it based on the, the word world, W-O-R-L-D. <laughs> How to spell world, right? For you, buddy. <laughs> it has Widows, Orphans, Recovery. Leadership and diversity. We try to um, we try to focus on those five things. What matters most to God should matter most to us. When we get back, Matt and I will visit about mentorship and being a mentor and serving others, giving of yourself uh, to better someone else, and how God uh, certainly uh, awards us and rewards us when we do that. It's a a great feeling to have. This is the Shoot for Life Ministry sponsored show that that is near and dear to our hearts it is strong to the finish we're back right after this glad you're with us everybody where would you want to spend your final days what kind of care would you want to receive would you rather travel back and forth to the hospital or doctor's office or be in the comfort of home surrounded by friends and family this is a difficult conversation but one we should all have You see, our bodies will wear out through disease or old age, but we choose how we live. Most don't consider hospice until it's too late, if at all, but we should. Hospice keeps us comfortable, supports our loved ones, and lets us live our last days as we have the rest, on our terms, in our homes. Comfort Care Hospice is an Alabama-based company dedicated to the care of our friends and neighbors. Comfort Care has opened a new office here in Huntsville to serve you better. Learn more about Comfort Care. Learn more about hospice. Visit ComfortCareHospice.com. Comfort Care. We help you home. Foshi Residential is excited about sponsoring Strong to the Finish. Over the past 35 years, the employees of Foshi have donated their time and resources to many charitable organizations throughout the River Region. Throughout each year, the employees of Foshi Management Company give more than 1,000 hours to organizations such as the Salvation Army, the Montgomery Miracle League, the Joy to Life Foundation, the Buddy Walk, the Boys and Girls Club, and the Dixie Youth Baseball League. Foshi Residential wishes much success to Strong to the Finish and hope that the stories can be an inspiration to all that listen. Can I help you? Yeah, I'm Bill. Yeah, Bill. My uncle tells me you check out houses for electrical safety. My wife, she uh, worries. Well, women do tend to worry, don't they? Actually, a lot of people worry, for good reason. Each year, over 65,000 American homes suffer a fire due to an electrical problem. To make sure you're not a victim, call Crosby Electric, your exclusive provider of CurrentSafe, the world's foremost home diagnostic system. What's that, Bill? A divining rod. It can spot electrical shorts inside your walls. It can. Technicians at Crosby Electric use special high-tech equipment to check your hidden wiring, panel box, light switches, and electrical outlets to scientifically pinpoint the location of any problems. So, find anything, Bill? Nope, you're safe. Ain't high-tech wonderful. Uh, yeah. Why worry? Call Crosby Electric at 272-2085 for a no-obligation safety assessment or visit CrosbyElectric.com. Now you'll be safe with Current Safe. Are ants and other pests invading your home? Protect your home with Cook's Pest Control. Cook's uses a proven system that's guaranteed. They begin by controlling pests inside, then maintain a protective barrier outside to help prevent future entry. Regular outside treatments mean your life isn't interrupted by pests or scheduling hassles. Call Cook's. Nobody is more thorough, courteous, or on time. Looky, 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 here comes Cookie. 
Welcome back to Strong to the Finish. I'm your host, Matt Bostic, here with, with Doug Amos. And I'd like to talk about mentorship um, and, and what it means to, to have someone that, you know, can see your blind spots, encourage you, and, and serving others. Doug, I know that's a huge part of what you guys do. Uh, on your radio show right well you know it uh, it is i mean we want to be there for other people if, if somebody has a need we want to uh be christians first and sportscasters second uh and and be there for other people I, I had the great opportunity matt to speak at a church this past sunday um at ridgecrest baptist and, and i spoke to them just about what you said i said if we're going to it was to a men's group and, and i said if we're going to be the men that we're called to be, and I'm curious as, as to if you'd agree with this, and, and that we're called to be by God, then we need to allow somebody to know us so well as to tell when something's not right, but then also to give that person uh, the, the, the right to ask us and confront us if something's going on in our life and be close enough to somebody that you can call them at any time in the night. And that's that mentor relationship you're talking about. I couldn't agree with you more. And I know that walking people through any kind of problems in life, whether it's addiction or a death or, or whatever, um, the problem really escalates when you isolate yourself and you don't have someone pouring into you and then the back end of it is you're not pouring yourself into anyone else. And I think that's a dangerous place to, to find yourself in. I mean, I'll say this. I, I believe fully that the devil, the evil one, is tries to isolate you, convinces you that, that you need to be isolated, need to be away from that. And, uh, and, and that's what we have to fight as, as human beings on this, uh, in this earthly life that we have until we, till we get to heaven, we have to realize that we need other people, especially when we're not, we're having a tough time. And that's what I think, you know, when on our show, Matt, mm -hmm. and, and you've been a part of our program, uh, we try to reach out, we try to do things, we seek things, uh, to, to try to, uh, help in this community. Well, and that's very obvious, even with my own shoot for life world record, Doug, you showed up there. It meant the, the world to me for you to give your time. I didn't know you other than just a, a radio guy. And I saw, you know, I saw your heart that day. And I had a phone call the other day from a young man that, you know, one of the things we, we talked about earlier, widows, orphans, recovery, the acronym for world recovery, um, I had a friend, a guy call me and he said, you know, man, I'm struggling, uh, with addiction right now. And he said, and it was interesting. He's been through this before. And he said, I have to find a way to serve other people. And he knows the importance of that. When we serve others, I think, um, it really gets ourselves away from ourselves out of our own head. The committee up here sometimes in our brain, you know, we can be hearing the wrong voices. And so when you serve others, it frees you up. Um, in a way that uh, not only, I think, can free us of our own whatever is going on, but it, it, it puts the attention on someone else, and it's amazing how the miracle happens. Can you talk about how we feel when we do that? And it, there's so many cliches out mm -hmm. there yeah. about this, and, and one of them is around the holiday season. Uh, with the cliche, whoever started it, we laugh at it now, but there's – there's definitely nuggets of truth in it, and that is it's so much better to give than to receive. I fully believe that God places in us 
a keen desire to give, if we if we reach out and accept it, we do feel better about giving of ourselves than we do about receiving from others. We do. I don't know if you remember this as a, as a parent, the first time I gave my child something they really wanted for Christmas, it brought joy. I mean, I could not wait for them to open it up, you know, and it's funny how that switches when you become a parent, you know, and I think God's put that in us. Do you remember that? Do you have a memory of that? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and even today I'm horrible at uh, keeping surprises from Ren, you know, (laughs) I mean, I just go, cause I, cause I, and it's really, to be honest, it's me being selfish because it's me wanting the joy immediately of of seeing her react but but taking it to the next level when when we find ways in our community and and the gentleman that you spoke with that mm-hmm. that's dealing with with trying to recover from an addiction giving of yourself and taking yourself away from the spotlight and putting somebody else in the spotlight can be very soothing and and and, and also quite frankly that that's a, that's a great prescription for good health. It is and that's the one thing as I'm being able to interview some of these athletes whether they're professional ranks or or what they're going to hear in a second from Daniel um, they've all got a mentor and they're also pouring their lives into someone. And that's a, that's a key to success, whether you're a kicker, whether we're a radio guy, a pastor, I think you have to have both ingredients to continue to uh, function in a, a way that God wants you to. I think that's designed by God to give and, and also to be learners, you know, for life. I know you're going to visit with, with um, Daniel here in just a moment, but I want you to go back to your visit with Stephen. Um, I, I fully believe that Daniel is the guy on the field and off the field today because a lot of what Stephen invested into him. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. You know, mentorship. Um, you, you had Stephen being an older brother, basically, to Daniel and 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 you know watching he's so happy for Daniel's success now Stephen is you know you could just hear it in his voice and and as a matter of fact he suggested hey Matt Daniel would be a great interview and this is before he's going to be the SEC all-time leading scorer SEC history so um yeah it's fun I think we can all look back and think man that's um that guy was important in my life I poured into him and and now he you know he's having success and that's a great feeling right that we cannot make up God puts it in us Talk some, uh, if you would, about Daniel. I know you're about to, to sit down with him, but I want to, over these next couple of minutes before we take a break, I want to kind of, um, you know, lay the foundation for what you guys talk about and and your takeaway uh, for, from from your visit with him. Two things. One, he's, he said he's good for 70 yards. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Um he said, he didn't, you know, like a good golfer, he said, I've got that club in the bag, but I'm, I'm going to wait till maybe after the season. He feels like he's good for 70, and he's never missed an extra point. And I think it's a lot like free throw shooting. It's got to be rhythm, and so we talked and a little bit about that. that. No, yeah, a little me, bit about it. Let me ask you this. I think you asked him when's the last time he missed one 
and he struggled to remember, like back in junior high. Or, he was a freshman. Freshman in high school. And said somebody son, blocked it. My son said, Dad, don't ask him that question. And he's right. And I, I, I did ask him, and you'll hear that. But even this last weekend, we're watching him kick an extra point, and my son and I are both holding hands like, no, <laughs> don't jinx it. So, yeah, he's great. I think you're going to love uh, – they're going to love the interview. But don't miss the recipe for success. It's not about being a kicker. It's about what he has done to prepare himself to be a kicker. And I think that is the heart of this interview, the heart of this young man and Daniel Carlson. Because you talk sports with him, but you also talk life with this this gentleman. And, and it just shows you where a young man can be if he has that mentorship to lean on and to grow with and to mature uh, in Christ. And uh, Daniel Carlson – Matt is incredibly mature in Christ. He is. He talks about, and you can hear it in his voice when he talks about the Lord. He's not scrambling to find, it just rolls right off the tongue as if he just finished praying, you know, and he was so excited after our interview, he went and spoke and did a 10 minute uh, thing at this Christian school where he was leading them in prayer. And and so you can just see the the heart behind this young man is, is incredible. And I hope if he, he's going to go number one, and you know, as being a first round draft pick hadn't happened since 2000. Janikowski, Janikowski and to the uh, I, but I think he deserves it. Um, so I'm rooting for him because I see his heart. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're looking forward to uh, getting to that interview, my friend. Yes. So, guys, enjoy my sit down with Daniel Carlson again. This is Matt Bostic brought to you by Shoot for Life Ministries, strong to the finish. At Agape of Central Alabama, our mission is to help vulnerable and orphaned children find permanency in safe, nurturing families. Since our beginnings, we've counseled and supported hundreds of women facing unexpected pregnancies. We've also served more than 2,000 children through foster care and more than 250 through adoption. While there are other adoption and foster care services out there, we approach everything we do as a ministry of Jesus Christ, never as a business. Our primary focus will always be the best outcome for each child and that child's birth mother and birth father, whether or not that leads to an adoption or placement. If you need help to make the best choice for your baby's future, we can help. And if you'd like to support Agape, we'd be grateful for your donations. Agape is a Christian nonprofit agency. To learn more, call 334-272-9466 or visit agapeforchildren.org. Hi, this is Doug Amos. Do you need your car or truck windows tinted, want new wheels or tires? Do like I did. Blue Ox Outfitters is your number one source for all your truck, Jeep, and SUV needs. Summer and boating season are just around the corner. Call today and schedule your appointment for trailer hitch and wiring install, window tinting, and more. Don't wait until the last minute. Be prepared. Ask Blue Ox Outfitters how you can save money on your lift, wheels, and tire package without breaking the bank. Blue Ox Outfitters has the gear you need when you need it. For work or play, Blue Ox Outfitters is your one-stop destination specializing in any truck, Jeep, or SUV needs. From window tinting to lift kits and everything Yeti. Same location and same owner for over 14 years. See Jonathan Woodward and the guys at Blue Ox Outfitters on Cobbs Ford Road next to the Fantail Restaurant. Visit us on the web at Blue Ox Outfitters. Outfitters.com. Blue Ox Outfitters is Central Alabama's leader in truck and
and automotive outfitting. Blue Ox Outfitters, the strength that drives the legend. Why is Don Duncan's All-American Auto and Tire Center the place to get new tires? It's simple. They're a super dealer because they're a member of the largest tire manufacturer buying group in the country, meaning you'll find the best prices in the river region at Don Duncan's. In addition, since they're a Goodyear dealer, any work you have them do in your vehicle carries a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty that's good anywhere in the country. Hometown service with nationwide warranties. And to earn your trust and your business, Don Duncan's All-American Auto and Tire is offering you an absolutely free tire rotation. Visit one of the three locations, Madison Avenue, Bell Road, or McGee Road, and see why Don Duncan's All-American Tire is the River Region's leader in auto and tire service. Most would agree that the lifeblood of a church depends greatly on its children's program. The spiritual foundation of all our children is paramount. We also want them to have fun at the church building, both in the classroom and outside with their friends. That's why I want to tell you about J.A. Dawson & Company, your total recreation resource. Whether you're looking for a commercial-grade playground for your church grounds or one in your community, J.A. Dawson & Company is where you need to start. For 35 years, J.A. Dawson has been bringing fun and fitness to children and their families across the southeast. Located in Alabama, they're your answer whether it's for a small tot lot or an elaborate play environment, and they'll always stay within your budget. Their playgrounds are safe and innovative, and they're convenient. What are you waiting for? Get started now. Call 1-800-221-8869 or go to their website at jadawsonco.com. That's J-A-D-A-W-S-O-N-C-O.com. J.A. Dawson & Company, play, design, product, service. This is Keith Basil of Buffalo Rock. Buffalo Rock is a local family-owned distributor of many of your favorite soft drinks, and we are very happy to be able to sponsor Strong to the Finish. Being local, Buffalo Rock is very vested in the community and are among the Kiwanis Club's best partners when it comes to the Alabama National Fair. Buffalo Rock also works closely with the MDA and partners with many fundraising events. Speaking of partners, at Buffalo Rock, we consider our employees as partners as well as our clients who we consider business partners. Buffalo Rock is a faith-filled company and looks forward to our relationship with Strong to the Finish program. Welcome back to Strong to the Finish. I am sitting here with Daniel Carlson, the all-time now leading scorer in SEC history. Daniel, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Man, right in the middle of a busy schedule as we're taping this, you guys are going to LSU this weekend. And real quick, you haven't won there since 1999. I know you've been asked this a million times. How are you feeling about it? Uh, we're excited. You know, it's, it's been a tough time winning there recently. So, um, good opportunity for us to really, you know, solidify us as a team. Um, you know, obviously we've been rolling. So, um, this is an important SEC away game for us. Um, so we're really excited. We're feeling good with where we're at. Um, and just, you know, man, that's great. to get a big win. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Last year I took my son to his first Auburn game, it was against LSU, and you kicked six field goals. Yeah, not a bad game for him to go to. <laughs> yeah, it was his first was game. Um, one. As a matter wow. of fact, he, he didn't even know which team he was going to like, Auburn or Alabama, but at halftime, he made me buy him a shirt, and by the end of the game, he's crying, thinking y'all lost, and Auburn That's ends up funny. winning, and you kick six field goals. Hey, tell me about that game real quick. What was going, in, what was going through your mind that game? Really, I mean, I, I treated it like an ordinary game. You know, I didn't think anything, you know, too crazy was happening. You know, I try and stay pretty calm throughout a game. But um, once I started getting that fifth and sixth kick, you know, I was realizing just how important each one of those kicks earlier had been. Um, 
And then obviously with the crazy finish and how things worked out, you know, it was just, it was a roller coaster, but, um, you know, such a big win for us um, that at that time of the season. So, <laughs> it wasn't, um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Did you know the play clock expired? I, I saw Coach Malzahn, you know, start yelling, the clock was up, whatever. And I, I instantly believed in him because I wanted to win. And I was like, there's no way we just lost, you know? So right. once I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm on board with that. You know, I, I really didn't see though, um, clearly enough. So I was just hoping, um, they would, they would go with that. That's great. That was a great win. And right oh, after, yeah. the, right after the game, my son, you know, never been before. We're rolling tumors corner and Aubie shows that picks him up. And I've got a picture of Aubie holding him. Um, with at Tumor, so man, it was just an awesome first time mm-hmm. experience, mm-hmm. and so I'm excited for this year. Hey, I want to go back though and ask you some questions that maybe our fans want to hear some some things behind the scenes they may not know about you. I read something the other day that you lied to your girlfriend in order to get uh, to ask her to marry you. Okay. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> small, Tell me that story. Lie. I was. I was well. She was living in Knoxville at the time. Um, in she's an Auburn graduate, um, and she had moved back to Knoxville to kind of um, take care of her grandma, and she was going to work there um, for the time being, and um, maybe go to grad school. We were just trying to figure out, you know, life. We we had been talking about marriage and you know, getting engaged at some point, but um, she had visited Auburn, you know, one or two weeks ago, and. I was kind of stuck in Auburn with football, and I was I was working an internship that summer, um, and so I had to figure out a way to get her to make another five hour drive, right? Um, and then make an additional two and a half two hour drive to Birmingham, right? After she sh- right after she showed up to Auburn, basically, because um, I didn't want her to just drive straight to Birmingham, and so I made up this story that my grandma was really sick and you know she had been been in the hospital and having all these tests run and stuff and so the season was coming up and so i told her you know hey Catherine is their name like we, we need to go see my grandma you know I, i'm not gonna have much time this season you know you know she's getting older i don't, I don't know if she's gonna you know be around too much longer and uh it's really important to me that we you know go visit them go have dinner with them and stuff so she bought it, and my grandma, you know, played along with it and stuff. So it was, <laughs> she, yeah, she, she was very glad she found out she was healthy and doing well uh, and after, then, after the fact. Then you got down on your knee. Hey, I read something about that that story though. Tell me how you set that up as far as how you brought God into that moment when you asked her to marry you. Yeah, um, you know, obviously that's the the biggest part of our relationship. You know, is we. You know, as we continue to go forward, we want to honor and glorify God and, you know, have him as the center of our relationship. And so, um, I basically, I decorated the, their porch. Um, they have a big wraparound porch around the house and looks over a creek. And so I decorated it with lights and candles. Um, and then there was basically a bench um, where I had my Bible and a couple tables and and I had carved a big cross and painted it up and stuff. And so um, when we, we walked all the way down there to the bench, we sat together. And, you know, I, I basically had written her a letter and 
read it out to her and then um, had a couple Bible verses in there. Um, then I asked her to pray with me. Um, and I mean, obviously she knew I was about to propose. Um, oh, yeah. But just for pe- praying together um, and, you know, making sure that, you know, before anything else happens, I wanted to give it over to God um, and, you know, make sure that he, we knew that he was at the center of the relationship. And um, that was going to be the most important thing to us. Man, that is so awesome because we do this. This is a faith and sports uh, show. Mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, your your passion for Jesus. Hey, where was the ring in your pocket? Were you nervous? Are you going to be no- more nervous kicking a 50-yarder against LSU this weekend or pulling that ring out when it was time to ask her? I think I think I was definitely more nervous when I was proposing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, the ring was in my pocket, and, you know, she she reads me pretty well. She She's a psychology undergrad. Um, she wants to be a social worker. She's a social work minor um but i think she reads pretty me pretty well because of all that (laughs) psychology so she knew what was going on i i think she had a feeling you know once we started hopping out of the car and walking towards the porch um and then obviously once she saw all the decorations and stuff it clicked pretty quick (laughs) with her hey take me back to your faith journey with jesus you grew up in the mecca of nonprofits in colorado springs you got young life there compassion international Focus on the family, uh, Chuck mm-hmm. Colson Center. Um, tell me about when you found Jesus. Um, it was a young age. You know, my, my parents were believers um, and raised me in the church. And, you know, it was it was just a, all I could ask for. Um, and I remember when I was, you know, probably seven, eight years old, um, praying with my mom in the kitchen and you know, asking Jesus to be in my heart. Um, and obviously, it's, it's a journey it didn't stop there you know I, I understood it a little back then but um you know really once i got in college when i started making my faith my own um, mm. and so you know i had the support of so many great friends here in auburn um so many great pastors and mentors and you know just people surrounding me with love and um you know just wisdom um for my journey to kind of continue when's the first time you kicked a field goal it was probably about two weeks before the first high school game of freshman year. Tell me about a, it. It was um, it was actually at church. Um, at church, a family, yep. A, a family friend asked me to um, try out from team, kind of. You know, we my family had been living in Sweden. Um, my dad used to fundraise for um, Young Life, and then he gotcha. transitioned to sports for life it was um a very similar camp sure um, kind of run in sweden and he was in charge of the sweden division working on the fundraising there um so we moved over to sweden for a whole year in 2008 my eighth grade year and then when we came back that next year um i was still trying to you know get ready for the soccer season and all that and a good family friend of ours, Chris Coughlin, just happened to ask me, hey, do you, you know, we need a kicker for two weeks from now. We had our first varsity game, and he's like, have you ever thought about, you know, trying it? And a few hours later, we left church together, basically, and we are trying to kick a few field goals and figure out what was going on. And I made a couple, and he's like, that's good enough for me. I think you could, <laughs> you know, make an extra point in the game. Um, and, you know, two weeks later, we were, we were kicking my first game. 
Wow. You played soccer in high school too, right? Yeah. So I continued to play soccer and football. So I basically, freshman and sophomore year, I really would skip a lot of football practices and um, go to soccer practice. And then kind of junior and senior year, I transitioned to, I wanted to pursue college football and that was my main priority. So um, started giving some soccer practice to make football. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Um, were you were you torn between soccer and football, or no? Yeah, it was it was definitely a tough transition, um, just because you know I, I was enjoying both so much, and I had always grown up dreaming of playing soccer and um, you know doing that in college. My older brother had been play, he played professional soccer over in Sweden. Did he really he came back to play um, soccer here in the states in college? Um, while he worked on his degree. So um, my little brother played soccer at a very high level too. And so it was just tough to kind of get give that up finally. But, um, you know, I felt like at a certain point, once I had scholarship offers and I knew that, you know, I had an awesome opportunity with football and I was just falling more and more in love with it, um, that I, eventually I would have to give that up if, you know, I wanted to take it super serious. Sure. Well, hey, what brought you to Auburn? Um, there, there's a mixture of things, but I have some some of my mom's family lives near Birmingham. Okay. Um, so being from Colorado, you know that that's one of the connections. And then, really, they they were one of the first schools to reach out to me, and I, I took a visit here, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. To be honest, you know it. It's hard to describe, but, you know, just being on the campus and, you know, hanging around the football facilities and stuff, you know, I, I thought this would be a great place, um, you know, that I might fit in and enjoy myself and, you know, be able to be successful in both school and football, hopefully. Um, and, I mean, obviously, God just had so much more planned for me than I thought. and It's been, you know, the best choice of my life yeah. until I got engaged, I think. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's been an awesome ride. Hey, how many days till you get married? We've got, let's see, about 90, 92 or 93, something like that. Um, get married January 13th, actually in Birmingham. So, Man, that's uh, right right after the national championship game, hopefully. Hopefully hey, we'll have a busy, busy week. That's man, what we're hoping for. That would be awesome. You kick the game uh-huh. winner. And then you get married. <laughs> Nothing could be better than that. Who's had the biggest influence on your life, uh, your four years at Auburn? Um, my four years at Auburn, probably, I would say just, I mean, a lot of my friends, you know. Um, I've heard it time and time again in church and, you know, and from parents and stuff. You know, you, kind of your average of your five closest friends. Mm. Um, you know, that's who you're going to hang around with and, do stuff with um, and kind of do life with and grow. And so, you know, whether it be um, football friends or just school friends, you know, I've had so many great guys in my life to push me in my walk. Um, and then, you know, I can also do the same for them. What's a chapel service like before, uh, before a game for you guys at Auburn this year? Yeah, we have Friday um, night chapels. And basically, it's about 30 minutes where we finish up a dinner. And before we really get started with meetings or any uh, football side of things at the hotel, um, we just, you know, 
focus our minds on God, you know, and what He has for us and what He's doing in our life. Um, and so we'll have different messages from um, Brother Chet the Chaplain, mm-hmm. and then Louis Giglio is a big part of the team too, and you know he's kind of the co-chaplain sometimes, but he'll give a lot of messages too, and it's just you know, 30 minutes for us to dive into the Word, and you know, you get so wrapped up in football sometimes, so it's sure. a great way for us to, right before the game, basically, you know, give our focus to the one who really deserves it. Right. In field goal kicking, I, I guess, you know, I'm not a field goal kicker. I'm more of a free throw shooter. But I, mm-hmm. I would think, I would think mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a mind game, right? Do you have any pregame, yeah. like, routine rituals that – I interviewed Reggie Miller once and talked to him, and he used to tape two quarters underneath his wristband to remind him that he's cash money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't have anything like that. Um, you know, I think the most – most I do is some of the preparation and, you know, maybe the pregame music and stuff. Um, I like to keep it similar. Um, I like to listen to worship music, honestly, just because that's, you know, for a kicker, I don't need to be the most hyped guy on the sideline, but um, <laughs> you need to be calm and cool and collected. So um, nothing nothing too crazy, though. I was going to ask you that. What's playing in, in, in Daniel Carlson's headphones? Yeah, I just I just have a little you know shuffle of worship music from you know Hillsong and um, even our uh, church. I go to Church of the Highlands; they have some good music and stuff. So, um, yeah, just just shuffle a little of that, relax, and enjoy the bus ride from Montgomery to so we get to Auburn. Oh yeah, biggest adjustment you had to make um, over the last four years with your faith. Uh taking it on as my own you know Mm. once you get to college you don't have your parents making you go to church and taking you to youth group or whatever it is um and you have to find the time to read the bible in the morning or whatever it is you know you're going to grow as much as you choose to because obviously he's always there um waiting on you but you know it's, it's easy to walk away and you know get distracted by the college lifestyle, whatever it is. Um, but that's something I've, I've learned about myself. You know, I, I really have to take, um, take it on as my own uh, now that I'm in college and, you know, away from so many other things and there's so many distractions in life now. You know, um, you're getting a lot of attention with, you know, you've been such a successful kicker and this is a podcast and people may be, just listen to this because they they may have a son that's a kicker. What advice would you give a freshman or a sophomore in high school right now that says, "I want to be Daniel Carlson"? Let's just go kicking wise. What's some of the things you used to do? What's what's something mm-hmm. that you? What's some advice you would give a, a young young guy listening to this right now? Yeah, um, you know my mindset was always if I kick more footballs than anybody else in the country. I'll probably be pretty good. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of that is just hard work. You know, it's just repetition. And, you know, there it's not necessarily the most physical uh, sport. You know, it's more of a skilled sport, um, being a kicker. You know, and so you got to be willing to put in the hours to repeat that swing, just like a golf swing. You know, those guys mm. are constant, constantly working on their craft. Um, and so same with me. and 
you know, going through high school, I was, I was really learning so much. Um, and so I would kick just about every single day of the week, probably six days of the week, you know, and probably kick a hundred, 150 balls every time. And it really was a bad, bad thing to do for your legs. You know, you wear out those muscles and, um, but, you know, I think it, that hard work paid off. And, um, so that's, you know, that's the biggest thing I have is it's great if you can kick a 50 yarder and stuff when you're a young age, but once you get to college, there's a lot of guys that can kick those long kicks, but it's about who can, you know, be more consistent. So that hard work and repetition, um, while remaining focused the whole time, because there is that mental side of the game too. Um, that's so big for kickers. Too. Sure, especially you know you said consistency. You have never missed a, an extra point in your four years at Auburn. When's the last time you missed an extra point, or have you ever missed one? I, I I'm remembering back to high school. I think I did get an extra point block, maybe in my. I, it might have actually been one of that one of those first high school games my freshman year. Um, but there's, <laughs> there's nothing else that I can remember. You know, it, it's happened in practice um, before with, you know, a lot of it. My job's the easy part, but the snap and hold and the protection, I think, is the hardest part. You know, I just have to make a 20-yard chip shot, which hopefully I can, you know, do just about 100%. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, and that's where that focus comes in play because, do it over and over and over again um, sometimes gets a, a little monotonous so you know once you get in that fourth quarter you got to convince your blockers and staffer mm. and holder and you know you got to convince yourself you know this this point matters just as much as game winning field goal basically and my son and I have this this theory every time you kick off it goes between the A and the U almost every time are you aiming for that spot <laughs> I'm aiming Every Usually time. at a fan, kind of in the in the crowd, um, a little far up, you know, hoping I can <laughs> hit a hit a boomer that reaches them ten yards deep in the uh, crowd. But um, I did just, you know, I am a little left, you know. That's we we do a little directional kicking and stuff. So yeah, it lands it, between the T and the I, or the I'm A and the U. <laughs> I'm glad I'm consistent though. <laughs> Hey, what's uh, what's the dream in your heart right now? When you go to bed at night and you and you say God, because you you know I love that you love Jesus and you know he mm-hmm. he's the giver of good gifts and and he's yeah. empowering you by his Holy Spirit. So what what's the dream in your heart right now? For me, I think it's that I would use you know the platform that I've been given um, by him to glorify him and uh, you know just be an example to others that I come in contact with and you know playing college football and you know hopefully professional football is is just a great way to you know have others look up to you uh, you know see you for the good and the bad and so you know there's a lot of negativity around some athletes but you know it's also just such a great opportunity to use your platform to you know, Coach Mazzon always tells us each week, you know, use your influence in a positive way because we do have a lot of influence being at an SEC school and being a big football school. Uh, and so whether it be, you know, between classes, walking to class or 
you know, just hanging out with friends. Um, you know, I, I hope that people see me as more than just a football player, but um, as someone, you know, who loves the Lord, who's been, you know, very blessed by him um, and is trying to give it back as well. Now, I know we're all expecting next year to see you kicking on Sunday. Um, has that always been a dream of yours to make it to the NFL? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, that's the goal after the season, really. Um, you know, hopefully I'll finish this season off really well. And then I would love to, you know, start training and, um, you know, chasing my dreams in the NFL because, you know, I really don't want to end football or hang up the cleats right now. Sure. Um, I would love to continue to do that as a job. And, um, so we'll see, you know, we're going to get married me and the wife and uh, then we'll, we'll see, you know, what God has in store for us after that. How exciting is that, right? You win a national championship maybe this year, you get married. And I'm going to predict right here on the Strong to the Finish podcast that you mm-hmm. are going to go in the first round. The last kicker to go in the first round, do you know who it was? Janikowski. Janikowski right? in 2000. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll say, hey, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be upset with that, but um, <laughs> we will see. But, you know, I'd, be, I'd just be grateful to be playing on a team. You know, that's, that's what I want to be doing, so. Um, I'm excited to see what the future holds here. Hey, what's the longest field goal you've ever made personally? Whether it's at a churchyard or backyard, uh-huh. you and your dad or your brother. What's the longest I'm, one? I made a 70 yarder. Pro- it was probably four years ago now or so. Um, That's a long kick. It is. And, you know, I get that question asked a lot. So I think after the season, at some point, you know, I might have to mess around a little and um, see if I can break that because I haven't, you know, I don't work those kicks very often just just because they hit those. You got you got to pull out the driver a little bit. I get um, you. Which is yeah, unrealistic, but um, yeah, seventy yarder. And I was back just messing around with some friends um, back home in Colorado. I think before I came to Auburn, so um, it must have been four or five years ago now. Daniel, what's your range in the game? Where's your sweet spot? Yeah, I think what we usually do before a game is I'll kind of just be filling out my leg and I'll hit a couple 50-yarders. And if I'm making those pretty easy, I'll back it up. And I think the two games ago, I I remember my legs were feeling pretty good and I had a 65-yarder and made that. So, you know, anything from 60 and in, for sure, um, and then you know, there's there's that questionable area where you know, in the right situation, Coach Miles on might let me try a long one. So, hey, tell me um, how that works. So, say you you, you know, hey, we're this is going to be about a 55 yarder. It's fourth down. Do you do you go over to him and say, "Come on, Coach," you know, or do you throw? Do you have a hand signal? Do you throw something at him? Do you have a a secret way of letting him know, "Let's do this"? Yeah, basically, you know, sometimes he'll make up his mind and. I won't. I won't have too much of a say, but a lot of times it's the the longer one, and you know, if it wins a factor or whatever it is, he'll he'll kind of turn back at me, and um, if I give him a head nod or you know, I'll basically just tell him let's do it. You know, I I can kind of see what he's thinking when he turns back for for me, and so you know, depending on the situation, if it's for someone, you know, he may be overruling that and going for it, or you know, depending on you know, towards the end of the game and we're ahead, you might just punt it. But um, 
I, I try and stay in his ear as much as I can without, <laughs> you know, being being too much. On, he's usually on the field almost half the time, so I can't, well, yeah. can't sneak out there too much. That hurry up offense too. You got to be on your toes, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it happens fast, and he's, you know, he's he's always trying to get them to go faster. What what is the greatest game you've had so far? As far as just like when you look back at your Auburn career, what's one game where you like that was amazing, either personally or as a team? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'd have to for me personally. I think I'd probably have to say last year's LSU game. You know, just how that happened and you know how how much fun it was with the roller coaster mm. kind of emotion you know thinking oh wow maybe they scored and you know maybe we did lose and then finding out we won again um and just you know me being a big part of that and getting the opportunity to you know help my team in the way I did um was just personally a lot of fun but i mean there there's been so many great memories and games with the team, um, big wins and stuff. And so, you know, it's just been so much fun. And you know, last last year I was having to kind of consider whether I was going to leave early and try the NFL draft right. or stick around for another year. What was so, your decision to stay? What made you want to stay one more year? It, it was really just the college experience, um, you know, playing college football, was 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 so much fun and i think you know i prayed about it a lot and that's where my heart was at and um you know i think god was telling me just say don't you know don't try and hurry everything up you know enjoy this time um enjoy you know this opportunity that you know i've given you my little brother was coming to the auburn um so it was a chance for me to get to play with him for a whole year Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's just such a great opportunity here in Auburn. Um, and there's there's some records that I wanted to break. And, you know, I could finish up my grad school. And so, you know, it, it's a tough decision. But, you know, with a lot of prayer and stuff, I, I felt really at peace with it. And I um, really felt like that's where my heart was at and what I, what I should be doing. And that's great. And I know at some point you will have to hang up the cleats. What do you, Where do you see yourself in 20 years? Um, I would love to, you know, I'm getting my MBA right now, so I would love to start a company, um, or at least take over a company and, you know, do something where it's more of a non-for-profit or... Of course, um, you grew up in Colorado Springs, Exactly, exactly. Grew up in Colorado Springs, you know, the fiance, she's, she's a social worker, so... You know, I think we've we've talked about dreams. So, you know, if we're if we're fortunate enough to be able to do something like that, we'd love to start an organization where or um, we can give back and you know use you know whatever God's given us in life um, to help somebody else. As I end my time uh, with you, buddy, I want to. I always ask everybody this: What's the last book you read, or the last book that has impacted you? The last book I've read um, was Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. It's actually sitting right here on my desk. Saving um, Your Marriage <laughs> Before It Starts. Yeah, that's when you know it's real. Um, and so it's, it's a book, you know, working um, with with the fiancé. We're both doing it, and we're going through it with the pastor. Um, just some premarital counseling and stuff. Um, just learning, you know, 
what what what's ahead for me? Um, you know, gotta gotta learn that just as much as I'm learning in the classroom and stuff, um, and figure out some of those things that I get to look forward to and you know, kinda need to be prepared for. That's right. Husband. Way oh, more yeah. important than kicking field goals, right? Absolutely. Being a godly Absolutely. husband. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I appreciate your time. You are the all time leading scorer in the SEC history. You've got 413 points as of this podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thank you all very much. God bless you and have a great year, buddy. Thank you. God bless you, too. Okay, take care. Daniel Carls. <laughs> when I have the opportunity, I'm always going to turn to locally owned small businesses when I'm in need. Carol's Carpet Flooring America is owned by the Lee Corson family. I've known the Corsons for decades, and I know he'll always offer his customers the best product for the best price and will provide the best possible service. How do I know that? Because in running his business, he treats his customers like he would want to be treated, whether you've known him for 40 years or have just met him. It's why when I refloored my entire home, I turned to him. Give the great folks at Carol's Carpet Flooring America an opportunity to earn your trust and your business. There are two locations one in Prattville on Cobbs Ford Road, and one in Montgomery on the bypass just before you get to the 231 exit headed toward Wetumpka. There's a reason why they're the most recommended flooring store. It's where friends send friends. Carol's Carpet Flooring America. Tell them Laura sent you. This is Mike Costanza with Chappie's Deli. And Jeff Branca with Chappie's Deli. Let's talk about happy at Chappie's. Say what, Mike? Yeah, see, happy is right there in the middle of Chappie's. Oh, I get it, Gramps, and there are a lot of ways to get happy at Chappie's. Exactly. Healthy food, tasty, and good for you. Something for everyone. Kids eat free. And free ice cream and breakfast open at 6 a.m. Variety, burgers, chicken, paninis. And the sizzle of the Chappie's Deli Grill, the Reuben, New York pastrami, and French dip. And eating with family and friends. Mike, I'm just so happy thinking about it. I could sing. Please, Jeff. No, don't. Don't. We get complaints when you sing. Mike, how's this? Uh, Don't worry. Uh, eat Chappies. Oh, no, not again. Folks, come get happy at Chappies Deli. Perry Hill, Pepper Tree, Prattville, Baptist South Towers, and Auburn. And don't worry. Eat Chappies. I don't know why people complain. I had to close my eyes when I was singing to get in the rhythm. <laughs> I had to close my ears when you sang. Amidst crypts, barrels, and stocks, entrenched within pins, bolts, and hammers, are stories of personal security, exercising a right, or just the joy of the hunt. For the peacemakers, the caretakers, the huntsman, or the hero, buy, sell, or trade firearms, ammunition, and accessories to assist you in living your American dream are available at Capital Pawn Shop. Troy Highway, Montgomery, and Highway 14, East Millbrook. If you're a pet lover like me and you travel as much as I do, then you understand the need to have your four-legged family members taken care of while you're on the road. Whether you're on a business trip or a relaxing vacation, make sure your pets are relaxing too by taking them to the pet resort at the Chantilly Parkway location of the Goodwin Animal Hospital. Dr. Donnie Goodwin and his personal staff will feed, nurture, and lavish attention on your dog or cat, providing tender, loving care when you can't be there. And yes, this includes brush and cuddling and some much needed supervised outdoor playtime so your pet stays happy and healthy. Call them today at 279-0500 for more information and take the stress out of worrying about your pet while you're away. Did you buy a term life insurance policy 10 or 15 years ago? Store it in a drawer and say out of sight, out of mind? This is Brian Polk with Benefit Planners. If that's the case, you could be making a costly mistake. I bet you didn't know that term life rates have continued to go down over the last 20 years. At Benefit Planners, we are independent agents.
agents who strive to give you valuable products at competitive rates. Visit our website, BenefitPlannersInc.com, for a no-obligation quote or call 495-7476 and let us go over your current policy with you. Again, that's BenefitPlannersInc.com or 495-7476 for your free no-obligation quote. Welcome back to Stronger the Finish. I'm your host, Matt Bostic. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Daniel Carlson. I know I love his humility. Really is, Matt. You know, when you think about it and you, you get the impression, do you not, that you're talking to a young man that's far more uh, mature than his age. And uh, he's, he's taught, as I know you're a, you have a couple of daughters. Yes. And I have a daughter. And you hear a kid like that talk and he, a 21, 22 year old guy, and you're going, man, I hope my, my little girl finds somebody like that. Well, I don't know if you could, you, you could hear the joy when he starts talking about his fiance now and, and, uh, he's hoping to, you know, uh, get married here. I think 90 something or hundred days and after the season. So yeah, absolutely. Great guy. Matt, one of the reasons that we're able to do strong to the finish with shoot for life ministries is because is because of some people that believe in your ministry and believe in what we're trying to do here with Strong to the Finish. And there's a big event that involves one of those gentlemen. That's right. Craig Clement has put on for years now the Capital 10. So I'd like to invite everyone out on the uh, November 18th for the Capital 10 Mile. You can go to Capital10.com and look that up. It's a fantastic race. Uh, I had Craig on. He was one of our first guests and on Strong to the Finish. And Craig's just an awesome guy and has put this race on to absolutely benefit other people, firemen, um, servicemen, and women. And so it's just it's great. Come out, come out. If you don't want to even want to run, come and be down there that day. It's festive. It's fun. It was the first race I've actually ever served at years ago, and I love it now. You know, you and I spoke earlier in the program about – having a mentor and being a mentor, you know, uh, serving other people, being there for others. And, and that's what Craig Clement's all about. Um, and that's what we found out about him during your interview with him, uh, a month or so ago. So, uh, again, give us the information on how, uh, people can get a little bit more about the, uh, the capital 10. That's right. Capital 10 milers, November 18th, go to capital 10.com and sign up. Or if you know someone who, who likes to run, um, send them to that website, capital 10.com, Craig Clement, uh, Craig Clement, look him up. Great guy. And, uh, I think you will, you will absolutely love this, this race. I know that you've got future guests that you're working through and getting into a time frame. I know uh, some local media people, but then also some some people that we would all recognize in the world of sports. You're tapping into some of your contacts that uh, you have all over this country for future guests for your program. Uh, yep, and I, I think next week uh, could be a local guest here. Um, so uh, stay tuned, everybody, for that. And I've really enjoyed this show. I appreciate you showing me the ropes here with podcast and, and the radio. I'm just loving it. Well, let's uh, let's tell them bye, and uh, we'll, we'll do it again next week. What do you say? It's uh, Our relationship certainly has grown through uh, our Strong to the Finish um, tie-in now with, with uh, your ministry and, and what I've done for a year. So let's keep it going, my friend. Hey, I'm enjoying it. Again, this is Matt Bostic. Strong to the Finish, brought to you by Shoot for Life Ministries.